Hello, Miamians, and welcome to Miami Global Net. Did you know that dia in Hindi means glowing lamp? A lamp used only on special occasions. Just like today's conversation with executive chef Vidya Maharaj and her family. They own and operate Dia, a new vegetarian Indian eatery located in the trendy Sunset Harbor neighborhood of Miami Beach. We will learn about the inspiration behind this project, the dishes, the ingredients, and what you can expect when you visit Dia for your first time. Welcome to Miami Global Net Podcast, where we discuss Miami's international relations. We will showcase Miami's international diplomatic and business landscape and get to know the innovative startups calling Miami home. Meet the people behind the organizations that contribute to Miami's commercial and cultural international growth. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Great. Thank you. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. This is going to be exciting. I look forward to hearing. Pleasure having us. Thank you. Oh, my, my pleasure. My pleasure. So, Dia, right? Dia is a new concept. It's an Indian concept in Miami Beach. That's right. The Sunset Harbor neighborhood of Miami yeah. Beach, yes. The Sunset Harbor. Great. So, before we dive around the restaurant, tell us a little bit about you guys. Are you sure. Guys, you guys are local, I understand. Manny, you want to start? Yeah, well, he, he uh, has the history packed down. <laughs> the family migrated to Miami Beach in the late 80s. Over the years, um, you know, being vegetarian from birth, it's always been a struggle going to dine out for us, you know, getting a vegetarian food. We always have to make sure things are, it's all vegetarian. So over the years, uh, my mom been cooking and uh, we would have family and friends come over to our home. And they would be like, hmm, this is really good, really good. And, uh, well, you know, they said, uh, why not uh, have something, uh, open something? You know, we never thought about opening a restaurant per se. Vidya, she (laughs) has learned some of the techniques from one of my late aunt on my mom, who are very good cooks. So she, and over the years, she developed her own techniques as well. So she's the one, she's pretty much the one who took the baton cooking skills from the family. I absolutely, if you ask me to boil water, I don't know exactly (laughs) where to start. Um, But yeah, and over the years, uh, we've been cooking at home and um, for different uh, occasions um, celebrations, birthdays, and so forth, and we would invite people over, and they would be like, hmm, this is really good. And we really didn't really know if they would, you know, just telling us to make us feel good. But we started really thinking about this, and uh, we said, you know what, what if we open a vegetarian restaurant? And what kind of inclined that is, from our travel experience, we've been traveling with our other business to different parts, you know, like Europe and stuff. And... Um, one country in particular I'd like to point out, which is uh, Germany. Over the last 15 years, we've been going to conventions, etc. We could go there and we would say, okay, that's a place that, you know, we're going to catch real healthy vegetarian food. And Germany has transformed itself now to one of the epicenter for vegan vegetarian foods, probably some of the best in the world. And we said, if the Germans can do vegetarian at this level, I mean, mm-hmm. Miami is just a melting pot. You know, they have so many flavors. Flavors. Why can't we do something? And we dawned upon it for a little while, and we say, you know what, uh, an opportunity arrived, and we we took advantage of it. And all four of us decided, hey, we got to jump in on this together because this is a big wow. Well, 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 there's a story. There's a really good story here you're going to love. So we'll get to that part of it. There's, there's a story behind it. So. But anyways, back to the, the, the growing of vegetarianism and veganism. London is kind of like a big deal for that. Um, and many other countries mm-hmm. um, besides the U.S. Um, has grown exponentially. For yeah. veganism. And this is due to a lot because of education and health-wise as well. People wanted to have better, you know, um, 
health practices, your diet, your routine, etc. So, so you are seeing a lot of the millennials too are being vegetarians. Um, there's a huge population of millennials, 25%. And I know some in my family that actually, well, on my husband's side, that converted their parents to being vegetarians. So you see that, you know, sometimes the parents are the ones to be the influencers, right? But now you're seeing it's in the opposite way. Actually, the kids are the ones that's influencing the parents. And there's a pattern right now, as you can see, because of the pandemic, a lot of millennials are going back home. A, a lot of the younger generation who moved out are going back home. And um, there's a trend there. And also, if you look at the statistics, 8% of the world population of vegetarians, there's a huge, huge um, number, uh, yeah, growing number in the United States. And again, the you know, you're seeing a, a diverse age group in the last year when they, when you look at the statistics of vegetarians and a higher percentage of that vegetarian statistics is actually vegan. So it's kind of interesting when you look at it. I think people are thinking about health benefits. Um, younger generations are thinking about, you know, animal rights and all of the, all of these factors are increasing um, the awareness to be vegetarians, you know, be it lacto or be it other types of vegetarians. We are seeing that increase in that. And this was prior to COVID pandemic. Exactly. And after COVID pandemic, it even more. Exactly. And down here in the South Florida, Miami area, how is that being represented here? Is there a lot of this vegetarian approach, vegan approach? I see a lot of Latin friends that I've made recently in the Latin community are vegetarians. Latin. I mean, it's all about the, the boy, what do you, what are some of the famous dishes? <laughs> um, I can't even think about it, but like you see. It, it depends which country. It depends right, which country right. they have different. <laughs> But you see a huge, um, like especially Puerto Ricans. I have two vegan Puerto Rican chefs that recently I made, you know, friends with. Um, you see a huge Latin influence of vegans and vegetarians now. So we see a lot of that, a lot of that population coming in here, and we have been widely accepted into the Miami culture at, at Dia. So we're very excited about that. Yeah, they love it. They long love ago, it. Long ago, when uh, as a kid growing up and people, you know, in school, they would say, why don't you eat chicken? And uh, at times I used to get bullied upon for being vegetarian. And as time goes on, I think people started to get more educated on vegetarianism and veganism. So mm -hmm. it has transformed itself so vastly. I mean, when we arrived here in Miami Beach, I can't recall a vegetarian restaurant that was in Miami. As compared to, let's say, Switzerland, one of the oldest vegetarian restaurants, believe it or not, is in Zurich, over 100 years old. And it's still there today in Zurich, Switzerland. So. We are now growing and moving in that direction, and we are happy to see this. And it's from all different backgrounds, all different cultures that have been um, exposed. And I think one of the one of the growing factors is uh, social media. Um, people are seeing, well, hey, you know what? Vegetarian, after all, is not boring, and that is a key factor because yeah, boring. People it's people looked at vegetarianism as a salad. And that was it. Oh, it's with true. no flavor, and you know, no there's flavor. no flavor in there. And and when we opened at the beginning, the concept for the restaurant, we had some consultants and people we reached out to just to give us some, you know, feedback because we're new to the industry. This is our first restaurant. And they were like, oh, you're never going to make it. You're not serving meat. And we would have people walk in here and customers be like, customers be like, oh, no, I'm not sitting down to eat. Some would sit down and they'd be like, oh, my goodness, this was amazing. And some would just like not even entertain the idea of sitting at a vegetarian restaurant with the options that we had, you yeah, know, to, I, to help I, them. And just, know, say, the difference. just to elaborate on what Vidya said, um, some restauranteurs that we went, we talked to yeah. in, the, in the area said, you guys going to fail. Yeah. We are what, in our 10 months wow. and we are now yeah. busier than them come weekend. Yeah. In we are the talk of the in town. A, in, in a 10-month time frame. And that goes to show, and you don't have to blame them for that because... And we take, um, we, we don't say, oh, they, they wished us bad. No, they, were, that, they were. That's actually, the mindset of no, people. Yeah, they were actually trying to help. Yeah. And they said, yeah. oh, you know, don't waste Got your it. time. 
they thought that that's, that's yeah, just how it works. Yeah, so um, it, it's growing. And like I said, we are proud to see different cultures embrace mm-hmm. vegetarianism. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's not just different cultures. I think society in a whole embraces being a vegetarian because there's so many health benefits of it. You know, I mean, it reduces the risk of cancer and other health issues. Um, if you suffer from cardiac issues, they say you have to lower red, the intake of red meat. The publications, the scientific backing for all of this is out there. And people are now seeing that, especially in cancer therapy. You know, um, I do a lot of research. I work in the pharmaceutical industry. And um, what we're seeing is when we, um, when the doctors are prescribing anti-inflammatory um, therapies, right next to anti-inflammatory therapies is turmeric. Turmeric is one of the most important spices in Indian cuisine. And um, you see that all the time, all the time in the pharmaceutical world. Now they are going back to those traditional spices and actually implementing them in their um, therapies. Awesome. Awesome. I think I take turmeric every so often. I have my little pills. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> it's only beneficial with heat. Yeah. With so heat? Yes. Yes. Or some of the turmeric you are taking as supplements would have black pepper as a have the bioavailability in the body. So it's not just going through your system, but it's being absorbed in your system. So I should, if my turmeric does not have pepper with it, it is bad. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. It's, it's not going to be as effective. Yeah. You can put it in some tea or... Yeah. I understand that Dia is a family restaurant, right? It's operated, managed, basically every aspect of it is part of the family, right? Correct. That's correct. Very yes. correct. So can we can we talk a little bit about that? About the family? How's the family? How's it, how are you, who's doing what? Val, you go ahead because you do a lot. We all do a lot. There's, I mean, there's no one task that's oh, that's you. It's if you can't handle it right now, if you're busy, you know, we'll do it, which is good. There's always someone else that can help and assist. There's, there's takes the pressure off. Um, except in the kitchen. I do the kitchen and I say, don't bother me with anything else. Just tell me what's going on. And they do the rest. So the three of them are the ones that run the... the <laughs> and the, third, the, the, the fourth is um, Manny's brother, Dharam, which is my husband. And I'll give you the quick breakdown. I think he does all the engineering, the Mr. Fix-It. Anything that breaks in the building, he'll fix it. If he doesn't know how, he'll find a way out. <laughs> so a that, problem solver for that definitely um, saves us saves us some time and finance obviously when something breaks we don't have to be like call the guy because the guy's already here so so that's pretty cool and and that's a big advantage believe it or not um things will break it doesn't matter if it's a brand new build out oh yeah things will break and it will break at the most inconvenient time (laughs) (laughs) so that 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 helps that takes out uh, a lot of uh, peace of mind for us as well. I never ever thought that running a, a restaurant is so a modern day thing. It's just not coming, cooking, having a front end, no. It's way, 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 way more in depth. Yeah, I mean, the, the internet analytics that go into running the business. I mean, that- yeah. Well, yeah, you, you, didn't, you just didn't open a 200 square foot little thing and just dishing out food. You opened a huge No, we picked space. a 10,000 square foot space. <laughs> yeah. And, and oh, yeah, you're going to be the cook here. I'm like, I, I'm like what? You, the chef, what? Here in this big space? What are we talking about? So I am the chef. My background is I'm a scientist. So I work in the pharmaceutical industry. I work closely with FDA and I've worked in the past with Center for Disease Control as a lead epidemiologist twice during outbreaks. So my background is quite diverse. We call her our our chef epidemiologist. Chef epidemiologist. That's the new term. Everybody's calling me that. There's a history again, how I ended up here as a chef. And we'll get to that in a little bit because I know that's part of it's. I want to know. Keep, we want to keep you listeners um, engaged, and we're telling the story. It's coming. It's coming at the end, and it's really, it's really good. 
Um, so what I do is everything else, I think. <laughs> I've handled the, the financing and the accounting of the business. I also have 10 years um, hospitality experience in New York. So I'm the nitpicker on the servers. Don't do this, do this constantly. I think I get a little scared when I come down. Bartender. Uh, yes, I'm a bartender by trade. And expo. And I found my, my niche, I think, since we've opened in, in expoing in the kitchen. So busy nights, I like to be up there making sure the plating is coming out perfect. And screaming, screaming at me to do a it. A bit loud. Um, they try to take my radio away. Communication <laughs> is key. Communication is key. Yeah. Well, uh, and that goes back in hand with what Manny was talking about before with all the Instagramming, the social media and how the internet plays such a big part. If one dish goes out not looking how it's supposed to look and it goes to a table that's going to photograph it and post it, then we now have this image out there that we just could have done better. Got so it. when when the plating goes out, I you know I like to be the last person to see it before the kitchen. Yep, and she screams at me, no, <laughs> this does not look good, do it over. But I scream at you with the love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and Manny is the social director of social affairs here. <laughs> I like that title, yes. He's also um, made, like customer satisfaction. He d- likes to touch every table, make sure, you know, what brought you in? How could we do better? What did you like? What did you, didn't you like? You know, this being a new concept, we want to know how people are receiving it. And not just pay your check and leave a tip. We want to make sure you enjoy your experience. Yeah. That's really important, I I think, every single one of us. And I think a lot of the social media feedback has been what a lost art that is, especially in Miami. Uh, There's a service charge almost anywhere you go. And it's just because we want to make our money. We serve you food. We want to make our money. We want our staff to get paid. Hopefully you come back. We, we don't want that here. We want to make sure you enjoyed everything from the second you walked in till the second that you leave. You get the Maharaj experience. Mm-hmm. So like, that's our last name. And we... <laughs> that's Would you also explain what it means? Oh yeah, it means king. And royalty. And royalty. So when you come here, you feel like royalty. We want to give you that experience. So it's true to our name. See what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. He was just trying to do that. Yeah, I'm trying to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. I got you. One thing that we need to tell the listeners out there is that um, we didn't open a restaurant to sell food. And that was never our intention. It was always the intention as if you were coming to our home and the experience you would be welcome with and receive. I tell anyone who is going to be in the food industry, um, don't open a restaurant or a food cart or anything like that to sell food. You're going to fail. Everybody's selling food. Everybody's trying to hustle. Sell an experience. Yeah. If you can sell an experience, you will have people visiting you. We've been living here for a very long time in Miami Beach. And uh, in Miami in general has went downhill in the hospitality field. The service is definitely lacking. We we need to improve our hospitality here in Miami. And um, that's why I'm here always looking around, making sure uh, if a customer is even turning around, that means that customer needs a server to the table. We even go as far to make sure that um, if someone wants a particular item, a customer comes in here and says, you know what, this is what I like to see on your bar. We bring that in. Yeah. Um, we, we never say no to a request. We always say, let me see if we can make it happen for you. No matter how ridiculous the request is. We, I think last week we made a cheese naan for a dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the, the customer had a came with his nice poodle and um, the dog likes naan. Then I'll take it from Natchaya. But a dog eat cheese. <laughs> it's like, okay, we do a special cheese naan. That's not on the menu. It's the for, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it the will be on our menu eventually. That's an off-menu item. It is an off-menu. We want to look at it. <laughs> we don't have any off-menu items. Yeah. We do. We do. We do. Yeah. But, uh, and it, it goes back to um, Indian restaurants in general. It's pretty much cliche to not taking the next level and bringing certain types of drinks to the bar. And I say that sometimes I go and I was like, mixing curries is an art by itself. You know, someone will come, they may want uh, a scotch of a particular nature or a bottle of wine of a, uh, of a certain nature. And I take uh, a lot of pride 
and our vintages of our scotch and our bourbons. I mean, just we have a Bordeaux in here, just to give an example. Fourth Grove, Bordeaux, Grand Coupe. Um, you don't see that in even a lot of restaurants. So it's given the customer an experience rather than just trying to upsell them. We spend, we, we spend a lot of time in research in putting together what would go with our cuisine because, but like Manny was saying earlier, you don't find that. And you don't find the, the servers making those suggestions to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can attest to what he was saying earlier. Um, in my experience with Indian food, Obviously, I'm not Indian. I don't know if you could pick that up. Um, <laughs> <I couldn't> tell, <laughs> no. a, little, a little on the lighter side. Um, for the listeners that aren't, this is a podcast is not viewing. So, yeah, I'm of a Caucasian descent. And my introduction to, to Indian food is when I was introduced to the, the family. I had never been to an Indian restaurant. And... You, because I was scared. I didn't know what to order. And you lived in New York. And I lived in New York. And I I didn't have anybody to, to take me there. And I feel like there weren't very welcoming um, as a whole. Not, not anybody specifically, but some like Italian restaurants come, welcome. They're very warm. You know, help, let me help you. And I, I feel like Indian restaurants as a stereotype technically don't do that. And that's something that's very important to me that I wanted People that didn't necessarily know Indian food, come ask questions. Let us send you stuff. Let, let us introduce you to this wonderful culture that, that we have. And uh, a lot of what's in our menu is, I hate the word fusion, but it's a little bit of fusion. So people that, oh, I don't like curry. I don't like spice. Um, I don't want to try anything. We have plenty of things on our menu to introduce them to little bits and pieces of Indian yeah. culture where they don't feel that they're eating something that they don't, they won't enjoy. Yeah. So from the time you come into to Dia, you, especially like uh, later in the afternoon, um, you would see that you come into Dia, you sit down and there is a atmosphere kind of different. You can come to Dia, have some authentic curries, listen to some jazz, some smooth jazz with a bottle of Bordeaux. Uh, I mean, that right there is just like a different experience altogether. And we've been getting the compliments for that. Um, the last jazz place that, uh, that I used to frequent a lot was Van Dyke's in Miami Beach. A lot of people probably remember Van Dyke's. And if you've been there, Van Dyke's was an experience. It was an institution. And unfortunately, it closed. But um, again, back to what I was saying, experience, 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 experience. That's our mantra idea. So now, now I'm curious. Let's dive a little bit into the menu. What can we expect? What's in there? And then I'm going to ask a question about the experience. Walk me through an experience since we're big into, into that. But first, I'm curious about the menu. What can we expect? What are the items that we're seeing? So on our menu, um, you can find a combination of North and South Indian cuisine. We try to give our customers that experience where you are able to taste the traditional cuisine of India, but with a little bit of a twist. So we love having the tradition, the traditional taste. When you taste our masalas, when you taste our curries, it tastes like what your your grandma made. (laughs) And our masalas, all our spices are made in-house. We do not use any pre-made spices. So we're very big on that. Most of it try to go non-processed in all our food. So everything is fresh. Yeah, whenever possible. Yeah, whenever possible, non-processed. Um, so and we've had the talk. It's obviously more cost-effective to yeah. go um, store-bought and, and oh, yeah. but that's that's not what we want to that's how we want to deliver it to our customer. We so want to say this samosa was rolled by hand. Yeah. Everything inside was made by hand. And so from our samosa is made in-house. Yeah. You don't get that. The dough one. is yeah. made in-house. It's, it's made in-house. Everything is made in-house. Our chutneys made are freshly made. And most of all, our, one of our number one is our secret dosa batter recipe. Yes. It's a 16-hour process that... The scientist chef, and I don't know how she made that happen, but it's um, it's a very, very, very delicate dance 
to make a dosa batter. Yeah. A lot of restaurants, what they would do, they would buy the pre-batched batter mm -hmm. from the wholesaler to make it. And sometimes in that, they would have flour, um, uh, wheat. Um, dosa is known to be um, a rice-based um, batter made with uridol, Rice and uridol, yeah. Which does make it gluten-free. It makes it gluten-free. So when you come to there, you could almost, if you touch your dosa, it will break. And that's a big plus. If you touch your dosa and it's not breaking, then, you know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of have that elasticity type of thing going on there. So our dosa, uh, we even go as far as making paper tin dosa. That's a big deal to make a paper tin dosa. Paper thin? Paper, paper thin, thin dosa. So it's okay. like paper. Yeah. Paper so thin. It's, it's a big deal. So what, what, is, what is a samosa first? What is a chutney? A dosa exactly, it's a piece, it's a, what is it, a bread? Okay. Can you, can you so, break down what, what those are? The Samosa, yeah. what's a samosa? A samosa is like an empanada okay. <laughs> with filling inside. So you can have um, veg or non-veg. Obviously, we do vegetarian samosas here. It's made with potatoes and vegetables, peas. Um, and it's sort of like curried. And then it's stuffed into this little triangle um, uh, pastry dough, okay. pastry dough that we make in-house. And then we fry. That's one samosa. We also have a beet samosa served with a goat cilantro, um, goat cheese cilantro chutney. And that's something unique to our restaurant. And it's not, um, a, it's not necessarily an Indian dish. Yeah. That's something that, you know, we added to the, the chutney. Chutney is a fancy name for sauce. But it has a, a process to it. Yeah. So the <laughs> chutney goes with like, those are like little sauces you eat on the side. So with a dosa and a dosa again is a fermented rice and um, it serves crepe style. Split so pea. if you think of a crepe, um, how it's spread out real thin and then usually rolled, it can be plain or served with a stuff, served stuffed. We have about five or six dosas on our menu right now, which will expand in the future. And they're also served with our sambar dal, also made in-house. It's like a lentil soup. Yeah. And our house-made um, coconut chutney. Right. Which is a typical, news to me when, I, when we first started doing it like that, is typical breakfast in India. Yeah. Clean dosa served with the soup and the coconut chutney is a sufficient breakfast meal. And it's actually really rich in protein. It has really good um, fats and good protein, um, low in carb and easy on the digestive system. So it's one of the healthier breakfast options because of the fermentation process that goes into uh, making the batter. And again, it's all made in-house. There are no additives to it or anything like that. It's made every two days in-house. And coming up with that recipe was sort of like a science project for me. <laughs> <laughs> it literally was a science project, which I like truly enjoyed. Don't talk to me. I'm doing the dosa batter. Okay. And uh, we were able to get the dosa batter just where we wanted, where we've had in the last week or two weeks, we've had people from India. This is one guy that came twice and he's like, I've never had dosa and I'm from India this good so we take pride in our dosa and again something else to to note about our dosa is it we do make it with butter but it can be made vegan yes with oil so it is a gluten-free with a vegan option with a vegan option that's right that's right and our samosas are vegan um as well a lot of our dishes are vegan you just have to ask the waiter see hey, you know is this vegan most of the times for us if there is not paneer which is indian cheese in that dish then it's vegan. We can, we can yeah, change, we can change it. Um, so that's, you know, that's one of the things here. Dia, also, we do try to give our customers because we know there's a huge vegan community here in South Florida. And our naan, which is made in-house as well. It's made every day, <laughs> um, fresh. And that's also vegan. Um, as long as you don't order the butter or the garlic. Exactly. <laughs> Again, our, our menu is quite diverse, but um, I like to play with flavors. So I have, and I'm sure you know, patata bravas, but I have my version called alu because alu is potato in Hindi. So we have our alu bravas and it's one of our top sellers. When I created the menu, I take things that I love and I create it. And if I can put a spin on it, then hey, it's even better. <laughs> so um, we also have another dish, which is, Actually, 
I, I would think it's just us, right? It's the non-me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The me is the take on me. Ban me sandwich. The ban me sandwich. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Vietnamese dish. It's a Vietnamese sandwich. And we put it on a naan. And it's absolutely delicious. It was you know, one of our friends, actually, her husband is Vietnamese, and it all happened right here with them. <laughs> yeah, she, um, she, we were going to put it on a bread, and she was playing with it. And she's like, can I get it on the naan, though? Because I want to try the sandwich, but I also really like the naan. Yeah. And then the naan me was born, and we were like, how is mm. it? That, that it was on the menu the next day. Oh, they it. gave it the approval. He's from Vietnam. He's like, this is <laughs> one of the best. He's like, can you please... And add the pickles and the sauce, everything is made in-house. And he was like, can you bottle these for me? Because this is so amazing. And we have two filling choices for our anatomy sandwich. We do a spicy tofu, which we marinate here. And we also use a soya, which is like a soy protein. So depending yeah. on what, what your tastes are into, um, we, have, we have something. We also sell it deconstructed to go. So with uh, a little instruction card so you can build it like a pro. Nice. Um, which people love, especially in this time that they don't want to come into the restaurant, but they still want a fun, a fun something to eat at home. So. And then there's our dessert, which we're expanding on, but it is, I our mean. top selling dessert is our, is the Ras Malai Trace Leche. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and we've had people come just for the dessert. That's my favorite. Like, I love Trace Leches. And I love Rasmalai. And I'm like, why not use them? So how can I order like a, like a professional? Like it's my first time idea and I want to like be able to order and impress my friends. Um, are you talking about as a dine-in? You're yeah. sitting in the restaurant? Yeah. If you're dining in the restaurant? Well, can I say something real quick? Yes. If you're dining in, in the restaurant, our service are amazing you don't need to look like a pro here um our servers take that pressure off we have guests that have never really looked at our menu they come down and they sit they ask for their specific server they've been here four or five times and they say oh he knows he orders for us okay so there's there's no need to impress your friends here um let us impress your friends yeah Come in and say, uh, I like spice, but not too spicy. I don't eat this. I don't eat this. And let us decide what's going to go on your table. Um, I don't think I've had anybody say, yeah. oh, they sent this to me, but I don't like it. Yeah, it's um, true. I've had a lot of, oh, I like this better than this, but I love everything. Um, you just tell us what, you're, what, what taste you prefer, and we will, we will put the food on the table for you. The yeah. good thing about our dishes is they're made um, family style and shareable. We have a sampler platter of our chef's favorite appetizers, which is very popular. A lot of people don't want to ask specific questions going through the menu because there's a lot of things they haven't seen before. So we do recommend that. Um, and of course, everything is really good reheated, surprisingly. Um, the dosa goes really good in a toaster oven, which we do often. I take home for myself. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a really great menu. It's really easy to, to, to suit every taste and every need. Yeah. Service, you know, let they them love know. to do it. Yeah, they, they get so love. excited. They're like, oh yeah, good. Even if you call and you're like, I haven't eaten in your restaurant before. What's good? They're, yeah. they're like, oh, they, they get excited. They get in their zone because this is what they love to do. They love, they love it just as much as we do. And even if you were at home and you wanted to order takeout and you said, hmm, this Indian restaurant looks good. And you say, let me look, go on the website, dsunsethava.com. Um, but once you jump on to our menu, it's pretty much self-explanatory. You yeah. can get the very well-descriptive, yes. you know, of the menu, how we describe what each dish is and made it a little more simple so the person can say, you know what, I like this, or I like that better than this. I don't like cheese, I like spinach, you know, so... We made it easier for the person who is going to order, let's say, takeout. And, if you uh, wanted to do takeout. Yeah, and then you spend- can order through our website and you can also order through the delivery platforms if it's easier for you or on all of them. And that's something that we uh, recognize that a lot of Indian restaurants, they would have the Indian name jargons and then you're lost. This, that, the next. And it's like, that's oh true. my God, what is what? Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, if you're not familiar, you just so you the would normal give up. person there who is not uh, so much knowledgeable about Indian cuisine could say, oh, that's like an empanada. Oh, this is a bravas. Potatoes, bravas. Oh, 
So they could put the name. So we kind of played with the name as well. So it kind of jingles onto their memory. Oh, oh I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to try that. So the, the inspiration behind the menu, I know that I was curious about what discoveries that Manny made in his search. And then you mentioned that there was a funny story as well. Can we, uh, can you guys uh, share that? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, traveling to India, it's a journey by itself. Um, for the people who travel to India, you are pretty much, uh, if you're not Indian, first of all, then you are totally lost. Oh. But it's a good loss, believe me, because everything you probably will eat out there is pretty good. But I, this, is, this is an advice I have to, uh, to people who are listening out here. I always tell people, if you want to taste a country, don't go to a fine dining restaurant. Mm. <laughs> go and try the street food. And that is something that's um, unfortunately in India because of the uh, sanitary aspect and whatnot, uh, clean water availability. Um, mm-hmm. some, most of the time people get uh, bugs in their stomach. But I took a deep dive and I dare myself, you know what? I have to eat on the streets. <laughs> and I was coming back from a trek in Northern India um, elevation, I think I climbed like, uh, it was uh, 6,000, 7,000 feet high. Coming back down 2 o'clock in the morning and hungry, like busted me really, really bad. And then the people, the vendors were open. And I was like, man, you know what? I need to eat. <laughs> and this guy had some pakoras and some samosas there and chutneys. And I tasted that. And I was pretty much staying at a nice uh, American um Indian hotel and they had I mean they have a really good spread and when I ate from this guy from the street it was a <laughs> different level he called I us said, the next day and he said I, you guys have to buy a ticket yeah, now and come taste this you, food yeah and then at, at one time I, I was in South India and this is how dosa came onto a menu so another in, in back country and uh, yeah we were partying very very hard and uh, no place opens at 4 a.m. in the morning and this guy said, I said to this guy, hey, we're hungry. Where could we get food? I said, there's one spot that's available now. This guy comes from 4 in the morning till 10. Oh, no, sorry, till 9 a.m. And he sells dosa. And there are literally 500 people around his car. And I said, there's no way we're going to get food from this guy. There's too many people. And the moment I tasted that dosa, I was like, what in the world is this thing? <laughs> I'm going back to America and I have to like find how to find out how to make this thing without even knowing that we were going to even open a restaurant. I said, guys, you, you know, kept talking about it, talking kept about talking it. about this dosa, this dosa, this dosa. And there you go. Came about, he, he said it, we have to have these things and it has to be. So amazing. this is the brainchild <laughs> behind. And again, this is a family restaurant. So this is all of us here. <laughs> no. This is Rani. This, this is, is great. Best reliever. She is here all the time to bring smiles to everyone. <laughs> and this is Dara. Hi, hi. He's the reason why we have this restaurant here, and he'll tell you the story. I would let this him is, tell you the story. Our, how this came to be. This how this came to be. <laughs> I was I was imagining you know Manny like with like a pencil and like diving into books, but when you said you actually went there to actually taste things, I think that was that that's awesome. No, and we, 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 we are uh, probably, I don't know, probably the only place that have Pani Puri shots. So you could get mezcal, you could get tequila, Pani Puri shot. Pani Puri is a street food in India. It's a little puff. Um, the rice puff. Rice puff. Hollow. Yeah, Thank hollow. You. And you just make a hole inside and then you stuff it with like um, potato, chickpeas, onion, tomato, cilantro. And then there is a... Uh, a water-based chutney that goes inside of it and then you shot it and then you eat it and it's like an explosion in your mouth us being us we play with it adding different liquors into it so you can eat and drink part of the experience there yeah that's awesome but while we have Darren with us he asked, he asked how did this restaurant come to be so yes. and how did the four of us come and it was well, well, how, how three became four <laughs> well uh Growing up, you know, Vidya was, you know, she was always in the kitchen cooking for the family all the time, constantly. And I would tell her, I was like, listen. They forced you know, me. 
yeah, we can make a living doing this. You know, this is you, you, you're really good at what you do, and she's gonna make some flavors. And if something is uh, vegetarian, she can make it vegan and not, you know, uh, disturb the taste. So when we uh, when we looked at this property, Manny, Valerie, and I were back at our office, and I was sitting there, and Manny was like, you know, man, I wish it you can, you know, can come on board. And I said, just get it. We asked her first, and, and she, she said, said no. I'm too she busy. Said, yeah, she said, I'm, I'm the no peak way. of my career. I'm the peak of my career. I'm a scientist. <laughs> you know, I'm supposed to be working for one of those big pharmaceuticals, you know, managing all the approvals right now. So, when, <laughs> about five years ago, I had mentioned that. I said, maybe I was walking on Lincoln Road. I saw a space, you know, it'd be perfect because her pizza is like second to none. I said, I, I saw a space. She was like, don't even think about it. I remember it very, uh, it was... 2016, and it was uh, December 31st. We were going into 2017. And a tradition at our house yeah. for New, New Year's. Year. So I thought, I said, you know, and then at the time... It's for me to make pizza. So that's a tradition. I make homemade pizza. Like 10 to 15 pizzas. Yeah. Just like, pick out you're going to have for like a whole week. So at the time, I thought it was a good idea, but, you know, she didn't. But then this all fell into place, and Manny was saying, you know, I hope she can come on board. I said, just get it. And you'll see, she'll, she'll come. come on board. So the first uh, soft opening, not really soft opening, but the first soft opening was... Uh, I flew from Dallas that day. I was actually visiting a client in Dallas for work. And they're like, oh, we have a soft opening. And yeah, so like, you have to come. It was, uh, it was pretty much a nightmare, the first one. And she called me up the... That was a Saturday. She called me up the Monday and said, okay, I'm going to need this, 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 and this. I said to Manny and Vin, uh, Manny and Val, I said, "All right, step back. She's here. She's give, her all, give her whatever she needs in the kitchen, and let 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 the magic start." <laughs> That's how it all happened, and I think she's been here every day, since. morning and night <laughs> since. That's true. I don't know if she does it, but man, I don't want to be in her shoes. She's uh, she gets here about eight, seven or eight in the morning. She does her her daytime job job from our office and wow. in the kitchen make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do and then six sometimes six thirty sometimes seven shuts the computer and she's in the kitchen till 10 11 so we're done amazing yeah. and awesome. she has an eight-year-old at home and yeah a husband i have a husband and an eight-year-old <laughs> daughter at home truly a, a superwoman story superwoman indeed so they invited me to the soft opening and it was, I would say it was typical Indian food. Um, not something that I would. She's like, guys, this is not going to. I, I looked at, I tasted the food. I looked at the menu and I'm like, this is not going to make an impact. Um, we're not going to survive this. And I called all my clients and I said, I have a family emergency. <laughs> and um, I said, I need like the next week off and that was a Tuesday and I took Wednesday off and I went home and I told my husband I said this is going to be tough but I really want to help them out because I do think that they need it and I don't know if I can do it but I'm going to try and my husband's like yeah you sure you've never done something like this and I'm like I know but I'll you know he has a lot of faith in me too he's like I know you can do this just you know don't overwhelm yourself and that night I had, I came up with the menu and I wanted to do non-traditional desserts and have, you know, a mixture of flavors that really truly represents Miami. I took the things that I love and I put it in the menu and believe it, I did not even try it. I just literally came up with the recipes and I said, all right, we're going to put this on the menu. And we did a, another soft opening on Friday and people love the dessert. People love the combination of the flavors and the taste. And um, that was it. That's just Two of how our it top happened. dishes, which is our eggplant burger, which we did first, um, South Beach food and wine, uh-huh. and our eggplant barta, which is one of our top curries, are her dishes. And she's allergic to eggplant. And she came up with both of them. <laughs> she said, guys, we're doing this. I said, but you can't even try it. She's like, that's okay. Everyone else will. I, I know it's good. I know it's good. <laughs> and when it's not just that, like the whole eggplant burger thing, um, they they were invited to food and wine 
And then my brother's like, oh, you can make an eggplant burger. I'm like, why didn't you give me time? He's like, just go in the kitchen. And five minutes after, I came down with an eggplant burger. It was like five minutes, right? Still one of our top sellers. No, really. And then it was like one of our top sellers. And we were one of the busiest um, boots at Food & Wine this year. Our lines were unbelievable. And people, wine and food, sorry. And people could not believe that was an eggplant burger. And they really, they really loved it. It was just one of a kind. It was, it was just, it's delicious. I don't know. Um, I can't eat it, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's great. But it was one of my five minute creations. That's one of our best sellers right now. That's what you get when you uh, have research and science and food come together. I guess yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Some, some of our other desserts are like the flan. The cashmere, rose water custard. Rose water custard. Again, our chase cheese, um, ras malai. And then there's like a fried donut called a gulab jamun. And that's made in-house. So again, all our desserts are made in-house. That's, and Yeah, that's the standard Indian dessert, the gulab jamun. It's a, a small donut. Um, and yes, sugar do, water. And sugar yeah. water that we do roll in-house. And we serve it with our kheer, which is a rice pudding. Yeah. Again, we try to give that traditional taste with a little bit of a different flair. And um, it's been working so far. So if we can push through the um, elephant in the room, <laughs> this COVID pandemic, which no. we've been doing. Yeah, we've been doing so far. Yeah, let's open a restaurant three months before the, the world shuts down. Sure. Why not? And to make it even worse, why don't we buy a restaurant the day before she gave, gives birth? Yes. Um, when the restaurant idea came came to, um, and it started kind of developing, it was it went from a crazy idea to this is actually happening uh, about a month before I gave birth. <laughs> so I told them, I said, I have no idea how much I'm going to be able to help. Um, and I think I was home for about Super two mom. weeks. And yeah. then at, they started telling me what, what was happening. And I said, all right, I'm coming tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow. And we got two super moms super here. Mom. <laughs> it's been baby, uh, baby and mama. And yeah. Are we looking to open for launch pretty soon within the next two weeks? Yes, we want to start. And we're also going to open, we have like a little cafe in the back. So it's a nice space for like, what is it you guys said? Like fast vegetarian food with more of like an American um, play to it. So like we're, you know, we're not going to give out the secrets, but um, kind of like a sports bar. Yeah. And we're looking to put like, you know, Indian version of nachos on there and, um, uh, you know, burgers and stuff like that. So, and we also have a lounge space upstairs, um, for private events and night lounging when that opens yeah. up again. So we're, we're really excited to, to really get the, the most out of our space here. Awesome. So I know that we are running out of time and it's been a wonderful conversation with you guys. I have one more question. Do you guys have any advice for people that want to open a restaurant? Yes. Navigating during these uh, times, you need to have determination and stamina. If anyone out there who is getting, looking to get into the food industry and need advice, um, feel free you know, to give us a call or set up an appointment or something with us awesome. because we wouldn't want someone to be putting out um, your life savings and not knowing what they would be faced with. Um, we've already made a lot of mistakes here within that short space of time. And we wish that if we had people that we could have uh, relate and said, hey, how do you do this? Or how do you do that? We have learned very, very quick, serious course cutting measures in order for you to be successful. You don't need to have an elaborate menu. Yeah. Whatever you need to do, you need to do it well and put your best foot forward. There is room for growth in this industry, but you have to be, you know, thinking very, what I would say, out of the box and um, don't panic. If you panic, it it brings in a lot of other problems. When to buy your produce, how do you go about sourcing items? These fine little things, how you can get someone to come and and fix something that's broken. You know, simple little things that um, cost money in a restaurant operation. 
day-to-day activities. I think, yeah, I think what we're saying is we're really here for the community. We're here not just to to make, have a profitable business and spend time together, which we love to do, but we, you know, we're happy to share our knowledge. We're happy to yeah. to reach out any way we can. Um, obviously, Vidya's expertise in getting us COVID ready was yeah. very helpful. And you know, where where if restaurants still have concerns or questions or people, we're we're happy to extend whatever knowledge we do have. Yeah. And just to let our listeners know, we take all measures here when it comes to COVID precautions. We sanitize after each customer. We do deep sanitation um, at nights and in the morning. We've implemented a lot of things in our restaurant to decrease uh, touching surfaces. We also have foot pedals on the doors to the bathrooms and entrances to the restaurant so you don't have to use your hands. Our Servers use masks and shield and gloves when serving our customers. Um, so that's something that we also implemented here. We do have a um, barcode menu that you can scan so you don't have to touch anything. All our menus are thrown away after customer use if they request paper menu. We have hand sanitizers for staff and customers throughout the restaurant. Um, so those are like some of the things that we've implemented here to ensure that our customers and our workers, our staff feel comfortable here working. A lot of outdoor seating. We do adhere to all the recommendations by CDC, state, local, and government guidelines when it comes to COVID. We do have the um, six feet of distance between patrons when they come in here. Um, so we're very big on that. Even if we're full to capacity, we do not let anybody sit um, you know, next to each other. We do have those spacing. We have a lot of outdoor seating, which we've been fortunate because of our location. Listeners can come they can sit inside or outside that's awesome i like i like that this is a true family restaurant you guys are not only sharing your your history your your family your food the passion for it and now you guys are willing to share your experience during business starting your business so that's that's what restaurateurs do it's your sharing you're sharing all aspects of your life with us right now. So, and that's, that's uh, awesome. even um, just registering the name. You have to go to sunbiz.org and what that. I mean, some people have the ability to hire a, name, uh, a lawyer, but these are simple things that you can do on your own and save money. The legality part of it, not that we uh, want to represent you as what to do, um, you know, attorney-wise, but there are certain things that you can um, do yourself. Do yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. So everything. I mean, we have done this uh, this aspect of this uh, many times with other uh, our other companies. But uh, yeah, man. You find in industry a lot of people don't like to um, tell you mm. or really give you advice on how to be successful. I'm just going to say it like that. (laughs) And uh, I think, you know, for us, knowledge is power. Knowledge is sharing. Um, We do believe in that. We're not about, you know, secrets. I mean, we have had luck and um, we worked hard, you know, pretty much um, during a pandemic to be one of the top restaurants, especially vegetarian restaurants in South Florida. And I think it all comes, you know, down to how we treat our customers and we treat our staff, you know, and um, we, and again, because it's a family restaurant, my dad always said, if your enemy knocks at your door, you're still going to invite them in and feed them and then let them leave. So that's our mentality here. No one is going to come in here and feel unwelcome. They're always going to feel welcome at Dia. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been a great conversation from going to, from thinking I was going to talk to one person to two and to three <laughs> and to four and the baby. Super and the cute. Baby <laughs> makes everything more fun. <laughs> you should put the baby at the front receiving yeah. it. <laughs> This has been great. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. This was fun. Thank you so much.